To recap uh, from yesterday, for those that weren't on, on the famous Pusik in this week's parish of Torah, Loiba Shemayim, he, while we are not required to go to Shemayim to get the Torah, we did ask how would it even be possible to do so if we were so required. And we went through some answers from Rukhaim Kanievsky, and one of his answers <clears throat> was that Shemayim in this context means the moon and the planets uh, and the distant stars that humans can, and we have the technology, although with great difficulty, to travel to space to, to these regions. Now, putting aside many of the halachic questions of how to actually perform various mitzvahs and halachic observances while in space or on another planet, there are two specific points that are raised by the concept of human beings engaged in space travel, especially as it relates to the heavenly bodies. So the first is, we know there's a famous puzzle in Tehillim that says, Hashemayim, Shemayim Hashem, Varetz, Nasam, Levnei, Adam. So we know there's a famous puzzle we say in Halal. Um, and you know whether this is a factual point, meaning that humans cannot actually go to the heavens, or is it a directive, meaning humans should not go to the heavens? The bottom line is, how do you reconcile either of those two with the fact that humans have the means, and we've already gone, for example, we've gone to the moon. We know the Apollo did land on the moon in 1969 and subsequent Apollo landings. Um, and we may soon have the possibility of going to other planets, where there's talk of sending human beings to Mars, for example. So how does that reconcile with that puzzle. So it says, it's said in the name of Reb Salavechik, that we know Shemayim is a very broad term and has different meanings in different contexts. So in our parsha, it may well encompass the heavenly bodies specifically, as Rechaim says, the puzzle later on does say, Shemayim, and it talks about the, the, the Yereach and the Kechavim. So it's possible in that context, it specifically means the physical entities that we know as the moon and the planets, and that is possible to travel to. However, the passing at the Hillim, Shemayim, means more of the heavens in a spiritual sense. And that's the sense where the Shemayim, the spiritual Shemayim, that belongs to Kachbrochu. And then this is actually very logical, as it's hard to actually say Hashem is in the physical realm of the heavenly bodies. Hashem is not on the moon, he's not on Mars, he's not on planets. So perhaps in that pasuk, it means more of a spiritual realm as opposed to the physical realm of the heavenly bodies. Uh, but this directly relates to the second point, which is that there is a question of whether the heavenly bodies themselves were viewed as physical entities or as spiritual entities. The Rambam and Hilchis Yisadeh Gimel writes, that they are, uh, they possess uh, their Bali Nefesh, they possess knowledge and intelligence. Uh, and this goes for both the moon and the planets and all the Galgalim that revolve around the earth. And this is the aspect that actually drives the motion of the heavenly bodies. Now, some have interpreted this idea of the Rambam of the separate intelligences held by the heavenly bodies, the planets and the stars and the moon that they're actually heavenly bodies within, within uh, that they're corporal beings. They actually don't even have a physical presence. Well, that is not exactly very, very clear in the Rambam, sort of similar to how we view Malachim. But anyways, the bottom line is the ability to land on the moon and potentially land on planets. We do see that they have physical and they are material physical objects. 
and our ability to measure, we do have an ability to measure their physical characteristics. So all that seems to contradict the Rambam. Uh, some say, as a matter of fact, or Yaakov Kamenetsky writes this in Emes Liakov, that that is indeed true. The fact that we were able to land on the moon refutes this Rambam and concurs with the Ramban's shot that the Ramban did view the moon and the heavenly bodies as physical objects made from the same material that the earth is made out of, which we know is, is, is actually correct from a scientific point of view. Now, it's not a stretch to say that in this aspect, it's possible the Rambam was indeed incorrect, as there are other aspects of Aristotelian science viewpoints that the Rambam was mistaken on. So it's possible that, as Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says, the Rambam was just wrong about this particular aspect of how the heavenly bodies actually operate. Others have interpreted the Rambam in a way that preserves the physical nature of the heavenly bodies, but yet Hashem still endows them with some kind of soul or nefesh. Uh, as we know, we, we are also physical beings, but yet we do possess a nefesh. Now, how that all works, given that we know that they are physical uh, creations and physical entities, is unfortunately well beyond the scope of a five-minute cheer. So we'll have to wait for another forum to address that. I do thank you very much for your time and have a great rest of your day.